Welcome to Behind the Bob, Diary of the Comms Director with me, Carrie-Anne Wade. This podcast is all about developing communications leaders of the future and supporting you to grow and thrive in your comms career. You'll hear from me about my experiences and insights, and there might even be a special guest or two popping up. So I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the latest episode, Behind the Bob, Diary of the Comms Director. And yes, it's me, Carrie-Anne. I'm here for another short, sharp, solo episode, sharing some of my thoughts and reflections as a communications director. And I've been asking listeners over on the socials what topics you might like me to cover on the podcast. Unsurprisingly, given my role as a comms director, the fact that I mentor aspiring communications leaders, and also the fact that I'm on that other podcast, How to Take the Lead, I wasn't surprised to hear that leadership was one of the topics that you wanted me to talk about. So, if you've ever worked with me, it's highly likely you'll have heard me utter the phrase, when comms pros rule the world, dot, 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 fill in the blank, more than one. And I thought I should explain what I mean. I'm sure we've all been there, in meetings, discussions, working on projects, when everyone looks to you, the communicator in the room, to determine what's next. And I don't just mean the comm. How many of you have ended up drafting the programme plan and the key milestones for an entire project, partly because you need it to be able to develop the comms plan, and partly because you know what it's going to take to get things moving and deliver the desired outcome? How often do you find yourself asking others in the organisation what the consequence of the decisions being made will be, how they expect them to land versus how they would actually like them to land? And also how best to bring others on that journey. How many times have you said, yes, I can develop the narrative, but you need to provide the clarity. And then you've rattled off all the things that you need from those other leaders in the organisation, mostly so that the narrative is actually owned by them and they're accountable for it, rather than because you don't know what it is or what it should be. There are so many things that communicators are involved in from an organisational point of view that go far beyond what are traditionally seen as communication deliverables. And that's one reason why I think communication professionals are well-placed to rule the world. Of course, what I really mean is that comms pros make excellent leaders. I'm not on some sort of egotistical power trip on behalf of all communicators, I promise. In my current sector, healthcare, there are some brilliant examples of this. Laura Scaife-Knight at NHS Orkney and Kevin McNamara at Great Western Hospitals are both examples of chief executives whose backgrounds are in professional communication. And I only ever hear great things about their leadership styles and approaches, as well as their impact. I'm also lucky enough to have worked with Kevin many moons ago, though I know he knows his stuff when it comes to comms leadership. And I know Laura through the NHS comms network. Again, I know she's an excellent comms leader. And guess what? I think being good comms leaders means being good leaders in general. So why do I think communicators make brilliant leaders? Disclaimer, you will have heard some of this in conversations on the How to Take the Lead podcast, though I'm nothing if not consistent. The obvious thing is communications, of course. This is our area of expertise and absolutely crucial in leadership. And I don't just mean one-way call. Leaders need to provide clarity of vision and purpose, but they also need to listen and learn from their key stakeholders and to engage them in the things that matter in order to deliver on common goals and shared purpose. To be a good leader, you have to take decisions 
And sometimes they're going to be difficult ones that not everyone will always agree with. Sam Familiar as a communication professional, when advising on and supporting communications activity in your organisation, you're often one of the people who has to say no, that you don't think that's the best idea or the best way to deliver something. I often talk with comms pros who say they're made to feel like the bad guys because they're not always the yes people and often have to offer alternative solutions based on their expertise. We're back to the age old everyone the comms pro territory here. But the great thing about us comms folk is that we act with professional integrity and we use data as well as expertise to guide the decisions we make and the solutions we offer, even if people don't always like what we've got to say in the first instance. One of my own recent examples here was saying no to a compassionate culture campaign on the basis that we should actually be weaving this through everything we do and demonstrating compassion daily, not as a one-off part of the campaign. I wasn't popular initially, but after the opportunity to discuss and demonstrate how and where we would do this across the organisation, and that in fact all of our campaigns should be compassionate if that's the culture we want to embed, colleagues saw the positive and the point of what I was trying to say. Linked to decision making is taking action. I have, along with many of you listening I'm sure, fought to be in the room, at the table, however you want to describe it. And my biggest surprise when I got there was how easy it is for leadership teams to do a lot of talking without much action. One of my favourite phrases uh, that I find myself uttering in that leadership space is I'm not clear what the next steps are and what action we need to take to move this forward. Being the person in the room that can bring people back to purpose and impact is a critical role in a leadership team and one I see communicators deliver on day in, day out. It's another reason why I think we make good leaders, because we don't want to get stuck in the rut of just talking around an issue without being clear on what the potential solutions might be to be able to move things on. As communicators, we also quite like a plan. Because we're involved in so many different things across our organisations, we have to be organised, clear on milestones and deliverables, and what the codependencies on others are in terms of the actions that we need to take. So again, another good trait, I think, for a leader to be action-focused and to be able to work with us others in your leadership team and organisation to help develop that plan and those next steps to move things on. And of course, as communicators, we care about the consequences of our decisions and our actions, including the unintended ones. It's our job to question how things might land in our organisation and advise our leadership teams on this. So when we're making the decisions and agreeing the actions, it's almost like being on autopilot as a communicator to question what the consequences might be, how to mitigate against unintended negative consequences and also how to maximise any unintended positives because sometimes there are some. We are all about people. We strive to understand drives people's behaviours and we work hard to ensure that any communications activities we carry out takes this into account. So it makes sense that we would apply these same principles when it comes to broader decision making and actions. Communicators often come into their own in a crisis. Now don't get me wrong, I know not all comms pros enjoy crisis management but the majority that I know thrive in this space. The COVID pandemic has been an example of communicators really demonstrating their worth, stepping up into that strategic space 
and supporting an ongoing and sustained crisis. I've lost count of the amount of communicators I've spoken to over the last few years, and not just in the public sector. He said that they saw a shift in the way communications was valued and viewed in their organisations as the result of the work delivered throughout the pandemic. Finally, this is something we really need to capture, maximise and build upon. I know that we are through the worst of the COVID pandemic now, but we are still dealing with the aftermath. And the thing that I really don't want to see is communications going back to how perhaps it used to be viewed in some organisations as just a task-driven, operational-focused element of service delivery. We really need to think about how we maximise on that strategic space, strategic value and strategic respect that we gained through the pandemic. But perhaps that's for another episode. I myself was part of the Gold Emergency Response Team in my organisation and on a number of occasions my Chief Executive at the time asked me to take on the role of Gold Director. So I wasn't there only to contribute as a communicator, but also as a leader, being calm under pressure, being able to provide direction and take decisions, and to understand what others might need to know and how best to deliver challenging messages in often uncertain times is what comms pros are good at. And in my eyes, it's what's needed from a leader in a time of crisis. Creativity is often something that I think is underrated as a good thing for a leader to demonstrate. And in my opinion, I think it's something that goes a long way to problem solving, building relationships, managing difficult situations and having a positive impact. And creativity is something that comes pros are brilliant. Linked to creativity for me is curiosity. To be a good communicator and therefore to be a good leader, you need to be curious. You need to be interested. You need to have a desire to understand where other people are coming from what drives their behaviours and what they might need. I'm trying to recall a time when I've met a good compre who hasn't been creative and who hasn't been curious, and I'm struggling, to be honest. Creativity and curiosity are two traits. Are they traits? Are they skills? I'm not sure, but they're two things that communicators have in abundance, and I think they're a really important part of the leadership mix. And finally, for me, at least in this episode, I believe that the ability to think strategically is something communicators are good at. I know that being strategic, and I've used bunny ears there, which is probably not helpful given this is a podcast that you're listening to and you can't see me, but you know what I mean. Being strategic is one of those weird phrases that no one ever quite knows what it means or how to describe. That said, communicators rarely consider only the now. While we are very able to flex, adapt and respond to what is happening in the moment and what needs to be delivered right now, we are also conscious of understanding what has gone before in order to achieve the best possible outcome. And we're constantly thinking about what comes next, whether that's reputation management, behaviour change campaigns, change management or back to that planning for a potential crisis. We are good at looking to the future identifying trends, horizon scanning and considering long-term impacts, all things that great leaders need to do. So this episode has almost become my argument for more communications praise in leadership position. My case for comms people to rule the world, as it were. At the very least, it's my humble reflections on why communicators make great leaders and it supports my mission to create communications leaders for the future. But let's be honest, why stop at comms? 
we have hugely transferable skill set, expertise and experience that organisations will benefit from in terms of leadership. So I'm intrigued to know what's your next step. I'd love for you to take the opportunity to reflect and think about why you might want to be in a leadership position or if you're already in one, what you get from being a leader. What's the impact that you want to have? What's your purpose and what's driving you? And of course, any of you out there are aspiring communications leaders who'd like to have a conversation about what's next to you. Don't forget that mentoring can really help. Of course, I would say that because I am a comms mentor. So you're very welcome to have a conversation with me. You can book a free discovery call via the website to do that if you'd like to. But we can have mentors in many shapes and sizes. They can be professional paid mentors. They can be informal mentors that you know through your network. But use them to really start considering what might be next for you in terms of taking your next steps into that leadership position or developing as a leader. Because I believe that you don't have to have the job title to demonstrate great leadership. I know so many communications pros, all levels across organisations who are being brilliant leaders right now and I would love to see more of that in the future. Thank you for listening to this episode of Behind the Bob. I'd love for you to subscribe on your favourite podcast platform and leave a rating or a review. You can also engage with me over on the socials. You can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at catspjs underscore UK. Catch up soon.